0: Hello everyone, welcome to Trip In. St. Patrick's Day today, so happy Paddy's Day to everyone. And because it is St. Patrick's Day, today nothing better than interview a proper Irishman. His name is Ross O'Connor. He is a tour guide, and a musician, and much more I would say. His interview is pretty cool, he talks about all his experiences, um his travels and how he loves Brazil and his big connection he has with it. And um if I were you, I'll check it out. There you go, should be recording now. Yeah. Woo! Recording! <laughs> Technology.
1: Wow.
0: Hey, so Ross, fuck, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Leo! <laughs> it's amazing to see your face again my friend how are you uh, i'm i'm very good well i'm a lot better now that i'm talking to you <laughs> <laughs> likewise man great to see you. great to see a friendly face and um so as you know i've explained to you before yeah we uh we want to do this interview with you because this project is based on travel right people's experience and and places they've been and yes of course know, just just have like a a full-on conversation about your point of view on sure. terrorism in general yeah so I would like to start by you letting people know who you are okay guys Um, my name is Ross first of all I became friends with Leo
1: when I stayed in his one-time amazing hostel in Parachi in the state of Rio de Janeiro Um, we became good friends uh, I was traveling Brazil for almost three months up until that stage um, I am part of a, a Brazilian community, uh, YouTube channel called e Dublin, and I also have my own spin off page called uh, Talk to Ross. And just by complete accident, I got involved with the Brazilian community, <laughs> and um, I wanted to experience the real Brazil, I didn't want to just be a gringo and go to uh, Copacabana. And see the girls in their bikinis and then get on the plane and go home. I wanted to see what the rich people did. I wanted to see what the not-so-rich people did. I wanted to experience everything. I wanted to meet real people. Because I think, you know, if I was involving myself with the Brazilian community, the least respect I can do or the most respect maybe I could do is to see how you guys really live and not yeah. just live in some sort of weird bubble. So that, that's what I am. I am. I got involved with the Brazilian community a few years ago, and I have been working. Uh, I used to work in customer service in Dublin Airport, and then the last five, six years, I got involved working as a tour guide, um, bringing people around Ireland to various tourist sites in Ireland, and meeting people from all over the world. So it's, it's my thing. It's, that, it's my, my, my natural
0: thing to do. So yeah, tour guide
1: uh, talker.
0: Brazilian, right. <laughs> you're you're also a musician right
1: oh yeah i'm one of those people that hangs around with musicians leo uh, known as a drummer uh <laughs> i'm playing drums about 25 years yeah got my first kit when i was 15 give my age straight away there yeah i'm 40 this year but um my dad bought it for me my dad passed away about 14 years ago but he bought it for me and he said you know what you're going to give this up after 2 weeks and it's going to be a waste of money and then I just kept it up so uh and then a few years later I started playing guitar just because I was getting jealous that people at parties were able to go ah yeah, uh, I'm just yeah. tapping my knee so yeah I'm a musician as well I played in bands for many many years Um, obviously with the world now things are a little bit different yeah. but yeah once a
0: musician always a musician always strumming on something that's true and um your favorite band is Thing Lizzy, right?
1: <laughs> um I, I don't even I don't even know who my favorite is, but if I'm gonna have an Irish bias, I might as well say,
0: yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Tonight. But I, know, I the hometown know boys. But I, I remember I remember you've been to um maybe Slane yeah, Castle. No, but like seven or eight uh different Metallica, Metallica. shows, yeah. Oh yes,
1: nine Metallica shows, yeah. Nine. And I've go. seen them play whiskey in the jar in Ireland. Wow! Every every time.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. brilliant. That's brilliant. Oh so, yeah. And I, you you once I, had a chance to meet uh, Phil Linnett's mother, right? I
1: did. Yes, yeah. I did. And uh, the day of my thirtieth birthday, about a hundred years ago, uh, <laughs> there was <laughs> it feels like it now, Jesus. Uh, there was a museum, and it was an exhibit, an archive of old stuff from Phil Linnett, the lead singer from Thin Lizzy, memorabilia, and his mother was. There signing a book, and um, which she wrote. And so I came along with my book, and I swear, Leo, she was. Like, it was like meeting every Irish mother. She was just, really? you know, she's like, "Ah, oh, hello, how are you?" And she gives me a big hug and a kiss. And I said "Oh, it's my birthday! oh happy birthday, darling! Come here to me." I could see why Phil loved his mother. I, I it's meeting the woman was the, the 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 opportunity for me to see why he loved her so much. She was an amazing woman. Uh, a, a guy I used to meet in a, in a band with, one of my friends, Alan. Uh, he was invited to her house. She's like, "Wow, Come on, I'm gonna put on a, the kettle. We'll have a cup of tea." And he could play Phil's bass. Brought him into the music room, and he's, she's there with the, the Fender Precision and everything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's amazing, man! Wow. Yeah.
1: It's a small country. That's the advantage of it. Sometimes where you that's can get true. stuff like that's this. True. Yeah. You
0: know? and, um, that's true. Yeah. And um, you know what? I wanted to ask you um. Yeah. What what was your first trip like outside of Ireland? Oh, wow. Do you know what, Leo? Uh, I made up for a lot of
1: lost years. Okay, I didn't do anything for a long time. When I was one year old, I went to like Spain with my, with my family, so I can't yeah. really remember yeah, you know, too yeah. much of Spain when I was one. And we went on kind of little family holidays, like in Cork and Galway, the south and west coast of Ireland. But... The year that I was going to graduate school, like, like as they say in US, they call it high school. We call it yeah. secondary school here. Yeah. We were going to go on a family holiday back down to Spain and like have two weeks away in the sun. And then my dad got in a bit of a, a car accident. Like, he, he was okay. But like, it turned out we had to cancel the, because you, you had a broken arm and broken. Oh, shit. Yeah, so we didn't go on our sun holiday giving them shit for years, saying, come on, I want to go away. And then nothing happened. And then when I was 19 or 20, I went to an island called the Isle of Man in between Ireland and England. It's blink and you miss it. It's like one euro, one pound British sterling beer. It's about to go out of date, come over and get messed up. And we went there for a weekend and it felt like I was on Mars because I was in Ireland for all those years. Yeah. Um, but what really kind of escalated my love for travel was uh, I went interrailing with friends of mine when I was 23. Um we packed our backpacks and we brought our guitars. And when you're young and stupid, you don't care, you just go for it. And we left Dublin Airport, flew into da, 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 Spain, stayed
0: there.
1: <laughs> there for a week. We went to Barcelona. We stayed in a hostel there, met loads of people. This is the days before Facebook, so we had to like email addresses in yes. the back of notepads. Oh, yeah keep in touch yeah yeah maybe i'll no, visit washington one day those were the
0: times where people
1: actually oh, to each other right yeah i know it's frightening now like even this now is frightening to some people like they're communicating jesus yeah so uh yeah we went to barcelona we did six the, the best way to wrap up that trip in i was 23 was we did six countries in in uh six weeks so we did spain france uh holland germany denmark and sweden uh, um, and we went around and we played music on the streets. We met lots of people from different cultures, and it was a real that was my first real
0: eye opening experience. Uh, back okay, so that was the that was the that was when the that was the, the that, was, crumbled. that was the when the, the travel bug, as they say, yes,
1: yeah. big time. There's yeah. a couple of little trips there, but 2004 was the turning point, definitely. First,
0: the first backpacking experience, as well. yes,
1: exactly. Trains. You know, waking up on a on a bus somewhere in France, it's four o'clock in the morning. You've no idea who the person snoring beside you.
0: Yeah,
1: you is, but you don't care. You're looking out the window, and it's a road you've never been on. It's it's a forest you've never seen in your life. It's yeah. the name of a little town that you've never seen before. Yeah. It's just. It sounds silly, but you know that feeling as well. When something is first time, it's the best time. So yeah, oh, yeah. two thousand four was a real icebreaker that
0: way. And then from from then on, uh, yeah. How many times have you, like, been out backpacking? Do you know Um, exactly? um, I was kind of posh after
1: that, Leo. You know that? I I kind of found how how good, like, nicer hostels were and hotels and stuff like that. Because what used to happen was I used to go away with some of my Irish friends to, like, see the Ireland team uh, try and play football. I am, um, we, <laughs> we went to Paris, we went to Prague, we went to Moscow in Russia. So you're like, where are you going? I'm going to Russia for the weekend. Oh, Ostrovya. So <laughs> when you're doing weird, random stuff like that, when you're just going to a completely different country for three days, it's just, it's like out of the, out of the pan and into the fire. You just, it's, it's just that beautiful culture shock feeling you get for yeah. a few days. And then after that, yeah, I lived in Sweden actually for two months. I, one okay. of my best friends married a Swedish girl. Yeah, she was working as, a, as an au pair in Dublin. And they got married. And at the wedding, I bumped into a guy who became a lifelong friend of mine, a uh, pair. He's now a dad uh, a couple of times over. And we exchanged emails, no Facebook. This is 2005. And uh, he said, Yeah, you should visit Sweden sometime. And towards the end of 2005, I was kind of a bit bored about life here in Ireland. And I said, Hey, I'll come over and visit, like, next month. And he's like, oh, great, man, yeah. I'll have the the couch laid out. I'll have the beer ready. And I'm like, great. He probably thought I was going to stay there for maybe a week. I was there for, like, two and a half months. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds sad now, or or it sounds funny now, but he actually got fired from his job the first night that I got there. He was working for Swedish Post, and he... So he was like, hey, man, welcome to Sweden. You know, yeah, let's, let's, let's have a drink. And he got up the next morning, got into his van, and they breathalyzed him in his job. And they're like, "Oh man, you're over the limit. Um, tell you what, <laughs> <God>. you're gone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, wait. fuck. The first day I arrived in Sweden, this guy gets sacked from his job. So um. he had lots of time to socialize then. So he's just kind of like, well, screw it. Let's let's go out and party and let's go travel and we went around a lot of the south of Sweden. What's called the Skåne region. If you know the trucks, the Scania trucks.
0: Yep, that's
1: where that they, those trucks come. from. Oh, okay. From it comes from the name of the region uh, Skåne, and so we traveled around Skåne, meeting all these crazy Swedish Viking people. And Denmark was only across the bridge, the Orson Bridge, thirty minutes away. So it was great.
0: Yeah. Okay, and then and then well, I reckon a few years later you. Came to South America for the first time, right? <laughs> dun dun dun! Yeah, there you go. I, okay, uh, yeah. and yes. and I know I know for a fact that you have a big connection with Brazil. Mm, huge, and huge. How, how, yeah. did, how did that start? It?
1: Uh, how did that come? How did that happen? How did yeah. that, um, so it's true music. Uh, what happened was I became mutual friends with Edu from E Dublin. Um, he moved to Ireland in 2000 He's hes going to kill me if I get this wrong I think it was 2010 I think it was 2000 He's here about 10, 11 years I think But he arrived here because I don't know if a lot of the people watching this interview know But there's a huge Brazilian community in Ireland Okay. Um, we're an English speaking country We're still in the Euro um, We have cheap flights to access other parts of Europe for example, Brazilian people who maybe want to get their European passports, they're, you know, if they have Italian ancestry, Portuguese ancestry, it serves as a place where you can, Ireland is a place where you've got the highest minimum wage in Europe. So even if you're working a not so good job or something that you didn't qualify to do in Brazil, you're making more money than nearly what you're making back home. So oh, yeah, it, it operates sure. as a good place to operate and then you can go travel the rest of Europe and do what you want. So that's the reason why there's lots of Brazilians here. I met. Uh, the Brazil thing started by accident, as I said, because I'm a drummer. Edu, who started E Dublin, is a drummer too, and um, we used to play concerts together. We used to share the same bill and stuff like that, our old bands. And one day he invited me to, uh, yeah, for drinks at a Brazilian night in a place in Dublin, which is still there called Wigwam. It's nothing to do with like Native Americans. It's just a cool name for a, a pub. And there was like Samba and there was pagodji and Foho and lots of other music styles that I couldn't pronounce the names of at the time, but I'm all right now. And yeah. um, I walked in, there's me and two of my smelly Irish friends and about two <laughs> or 300 Brazilians. It was like, you know, when you're watching movies and people walk into a room and everyone's partying and then everyone just kind of swings their head over towards you and looks at you like, like, like the cowboy walking into the bar. We were like that. <laughs> in our own country you know just like the brazilians are like what are they doing here <laughs> and um so edu had any dublin night organized and he invited me up on stage to drink beer against another brazilian guy andre who went on to become my friend and um people liked the video it went up on youtube uh and judging by the reaction they said hey let's get ross back and do more food eating videos and uh, namely brazilian food eating videos yeah. so i was in for acai and that was the last video i did before i met you actually in brazil okay. uh, nearly three years ago so that was the beginning of 2018 and that, and
0: that was the first time you came to brazil right
1: yes um it was because like what i, like, what I kind of touched on in, in at the beginning of our talk i thought the best thing to do is if this e brazil thing is starting to take off the least I can do is learn more about how real Brazilian of people course. live. Not just, as I said to you before, the Cristo Redentor and uh, Caipirinha yeah. Yeah. and Pele stereotypes like us. We've got Guinness and potatoes and leprechauns and U2. Yeah. You know, so every country has it. So I, I, I'm, I'm really happy that I got to the experience the real Brazil. Like, yeah. stay in all kinds of places. So yeah, yeah that was 2018. It was awesome.
0: Okay, and then from on on that same trip, did you go anywhere else in South America?
1: Sorry, Leo, your, your, your Zoom broke up a little bit. Yeah, Here, so that
0: again, bro. on that same trip, did yes. you go? Did you go anywhere else in South America? Uh, no. Well, if if you could consider going to the Foz. On their side. Of, side. of, of yeah, yeah. the
1: Argentina side for an afternoon. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I did Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just Brazil, man. Um, That was that was my only plan, really, because of the connection that I was in. Yeah, getting, yeah. So I thought, see as much as I could. I was originally going to be there for two months. And I said, screw it. I, I quit the job I was in for three years to do something new. So if I go home in... June, what's the difference to just coming home in July? So I just booked another four weeks and yeah. part of it was going back to Rio and part of it was going to Paraty and seeing you, yeah. So uh, I went to, well, it's, it, I'd be here all day if I tried to name all the cities I went to, but the states I was mainly in was Rio Grande do Sul, Paraná, Sao Paulo, uh, Rio. And, and, and it, it, I, you did a
0: bit of Santa Catarina as well, didn't you?
1: Last year, yeah, I I, I added two more states to my list. I have, like, a, a list of states, yeah. I did Santa Catarina, yeah. I went to Floripa last year, and then I went to Minas. Um, oh, okay. Minas people are awesome. They're, they're so nice. And and uh,
0: what's your... If you had to name one thing, what's your <laughs> favourite thing about Brazil? Um, the freedom. The freedom. I love how
1: free you guys are. I, I know at the moment, and particularly... Listen, it's not just a Brazilian thing, it's a worldwide thing. Where everybody is just like freaked out by politics, you know? Um, I know people go crazy for it, but it's every country has their own stuff. And I think sometimes Brazilian people don't realize how lucky they have it in terms of their personality. I know personality doesn't pay the bills and stuff like that, but it's your freedom, it's your warmth, it's your openness, it's the fact that you know you could arrive to someone's house in Brazil and they insist that you stay the night. They insist that they feed you. They insist that they get you drunk. They ins- <laughs> insist that the music is as loud as possible to make you feel better. It's that hospitality that goes yeah. above and beyond. You know, um, long may that continue with you guys because uh, I really hope you, you, you never lose that. You know, as much as. The other stuff that happens in the world and the people who govern us or don't govern us or our, our yeah. life situation. Forget about that stuff and really try and focus on what you have and the, what you guys have is so much warmer. Jeez, man. Amazing you know, for,
0: from, from my experience with Irish people, obviously I haven't been to Ireland yet, but I've met loads of Irish people over the past yeah. 14 years. Um, <laughs> and I find you guys exactly the same, like very welcoming, yes. very uh, friendly, you know. There's a lot, involved, a lot of things involved, but that's and um, uh, do you think that the, the similarity between Irish yeah. people and Brazilian people—that's what connected you uh, to Brazil? Um, I think so. Yes,
1: and I really wanted to get that through in some of the videos I started doing actually online was to make people from Brazil who are living here and calling Ireland home. Like it's like guys, don't think of Brazil and Ireland as being—you know—you're hot, Ireland is cold. There's fourteen thousand kilometers separating us. So what? What the hell have we got in common? There's a lot in common. Yeah, like the Irish language and the Portuguese language. There's so many words that connect us. Yeah. Um, Irish people uh, went to South America, went to Brazil to uh, fight in the Cisplatina War. Uh, Dom Pedro brought them over in the 1820s and stuff like that. Um. We had colonizers. We had the English who made us speak a language that wasn't our own.
0: Yeah.
1: You guys had the Portuguese who made you guys do things that you guys didn't want to do either.
0: And also speak so a I, language we, that uh, wasn't you know, our own.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And we were pagan for years. And then we were the Catholic Church. You guys were the same. Yeah. You were converted to Christianity. So I think there's something to be said for... When you have a similar historical background, something like that, there has to be only connections. And what I really tried to get through in my videos, as I said to Brazilian people, is like don't feel so, like don't feel so afraid when you come here. We've more in common than you would realize. And in my kind of more historical videos and culture videos, a lot of Brazilian people have messaged me and said, "Man, I had no idea. Like, I don't feel as weird and homesick now in in Dublin as maybe I did before." Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, all I can do is try and help because what was happening, Leo, was there was people or like there'd be pages online and stuff and it's kind of like, oh, you're from Brazil? Come to Ireland! And it's a picture of the Temple Bar pub and it's a picture of a leprechaun. It's like to say to people in Ireland, hey, come to Brazil! And it's a picture of um, Cristora Dentor and um, Pele. It, it's not yeah. giving you the full You know and it's not even to give people a history lecture it's just to give them bullet points on you know there's so many similarities so to go back to your question yeah i definitely think that that was a big reason to um for me to kind of go towards brazil was the warmth and the similarities i felt yeah because i thought there definitely was a connection for sure yeah
0: and 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 okay so before you started the whole thing like traveling what was your first uh profession because obviously now you are a guide, a tour guide. Um, yeah. But what, what were you doing before that?
1: Um, so, yeah, I was working for a company from after I'd seen you, actually. At the end of 2018, up until the pandemic broke out when I went to Brazil the second time, I was working for a company uh, offering private day tours around Ireland. And before that, I was working as a tour guide in a historical house, only about five kilometers away from my house. So you uh, were
0: involved in tourism already?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before tour guiding, yeah. And then before that, I was working in Dublin Airport. And then I had a couple of years in between where I wasn't doing so much. I I was in a band and we all lived together. and We went traveling around Ireland, living the rock and roll thing for fun. And then I went back and got a proper job. But before that yeah i was in a i was in a face-to-face customer service environment as well i was uh, working in customer care in dublin airport doing anything from helping people find their plane to setting up security barriers to oh like someone you know peed against a bin or something we need the cleaners to come in anything (laughs) just on site kind of stuff i'll never forget one day leo actually there's a girl arrived off of flights one of our jobs was you know a, a plane would come through and it's like i'd ask a passenger uh, sorry so where's your flight coming in from uh, amsterdam or madrid or, or rome or something like, okay cool thank you and i'd radio passport control okay that flight's on the way get the barriers ready so there's no you know crush or cue or something in passport control and this one day i get, <laughs> this girl comes up to me and i go hello Uh, where do you travel from? (laughs) She gets sick all over the place. And I'm like, you're only in Ireland two seconds and that's what you think of us? (laughs) (laughs) So it was anything from people getting sick, getting off a flight (laughs) to making sure people are on the right flight. I mean, ah. And and, and, and
0: that was going to be one of my next questions. Uh, You know, this year is working with tourism or traveling or whatever you are. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, what's the great yeah, yeah. story that you have? If you had to pick one, I, I'm sure you have more than one, but oh, Jesus, what's the best story?
1: I oh, there, there's none that kind of stand head and shoulders above. I think it's more just the fact of coincidences, actually. I, I love how small the world is, like even little things, like I told you in 2004, I was um. Yeah, I was traveling around Europe with with my two friends, Rob and James, and we were playing some music in Copenhagen in Denmark. Pissing rain. Uh, uh, Some German students bought us some plastic bottles of Danish stuff to keep us nice and drunk and happy. And uh, we said, okay, let's move on to somewhere else. So we're down this little back lane, like nothing, like a nothing lane. There's no tourists there, no nothing. But there is a bench there, and we said, we're tired of standing all day let's sit down on the bench so there we are playing our music next thing you know you hear money you know going into the guitar case like you hear and i look up and there's a guy and he goes oh yeah i'll give money to one of my neighbors all right what the fuck it was a guy who lives up the road from me in my town gave us money he was in the middle of denmark it's like why are you here why are you here let's go to the pub yeah woo-hoo! so yeah just little stuff like just coincidences like that yeah. i mean a lot of the stories i have god um i don't even think they could be broadcast on a public forum
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, there's but i mean is, the there, is there I- like one 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 moment where you think like fuck i wish i could go back to that day Like if if you could again again, yeah. Is is there any moment where you go like, I wish I could go back to that day? Oh
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, if there was a particular day, yeah, there there's two that spring to mind. Uh, one was when we were in Barcelona when we when we went to that hostel. We stayed just off the la rambla which is the main street in, in um, barcelona and uh, there was just there's the best music session you could ever imagine leo you're, you're a musician you you know when a, when a music session is the best thing ever you never want it to end no like there was 10 guitars 50 singers
0: wow
1: um, people from all over the world you know this it's amazing when you see people from all over the world Forget who they are and forget what their, even some of their differences may be in life are. But if they know one song that they all have in common, everyone joins in and has the best oh, night yeah. ever. And I had that in Barcelona when I was in It was just one of those nights where it made sense to me that it didn't matter where we were from, what color our skin was. We were united by music and the fact that we were all traveling. I think, you know, uh, instead of just picking a night where it's like, oh, yeah, everybody was so messed up at the party. I wish I could go back there. That was one of those bookmark nights, you know, yeah, where exactly, I remember yeah. just sitting there saying, I'm looking around in the square, just going of sipping a beer going, wow, he's from Turkey. She's from Germany. He's from Sweden. he's, And they're all just singing. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. And that was the same night where I met a guy who, uh, who was smoking an apple. He uh, started lighting up an apple. He was getting stoned out of an apple. He's like, "Well, you know, what they say, man, an apple a day keeps the doctor away." And I, <laughs> great, great classic, guys. Yeah, classic. Yeah. And then, yeah, second night. Uh, I think one of my Brazil nights definitely have to be there. Yeah. I think one of the times that I was playing again, I just love meeting groups of people. I think it was the night that I went to my friend's house in Casa uh, Pava the Soul and Hero Ground in the I went to this tiny little city and the people just reminded me of back home in Ireland. Again, it was that connection. And I wish I could go back to see up my friends there because I have really dear friends where it's like, okay, we're going to go drinking in this boteco on Friday night. You're still in that same fucking boteco on Sunday night. It's like, we we just like we just again back to that Brazilian thing of listen guys the party isn't over it's just not over like Never I remember we we we're, were sitting on a on a on a holiday deck chair in the back of my friend's house with a, a churrasco and a few beers and usually you have one good night in Ireland and then people go okay time to go home I have to work but people kept on arriving and arriving and arriving and people were arriving with like sausages and picanha and everything and I'm like. What the hell? <laughs> and there's, there's actually a guy called Jefferson. He, he st- and he reminds me so much of you big, bubbly personality. You look very similar as well. And <laughs> Jefferson just rolls in and this really piece of shit car. And he had a little bit of, you know, English, enough to get by. Hey, Ross, my friend, here's more meat for you and cerveza. So it's like polar and <laughs> Kaiser. And then I think one of the nights I was there with you. I think the weekend I was with you, yeah. I always tell people about that, that package you had, people, where you get picked up at the hostel in a dune buggy in the morning, you get brought out to the waterfall, you go sliding down the waterfall, um, you <laughs> sample about 10 different kinds of cachaça, and then you jump gone, into the water, and you the, go back in the dune buggy on the oldest road in Parachi
0: Yeah. Um. And then he went. And then he went on the boat. That didn't to me, you? my friend,
1: not because you're interviewing me, but I think that's one of the most memorable. Yeah, I went on the boat that afternoon with yeah. um, uh, the two guys from England. And um, oh, how's the boat man? He's on my Facebook. I forgot. Gustavo. Him. Dreadlocks. The, the has, um,
0: Oh yeah, Fausto. Fausto.
1: Fausto. Yes, Fausto's on my Facebook. Sorry, Fausto, if you're watching, bro. <laughs> um, i just loading up at the harbor, big bucket full of ipriya, and we're listening to reggae music and just jumping off. And, and he I had, remember just—he had the dogs yeah. on the boat as well, didn't he? He had the do- yeah, Pantera. Yeah, Pantera was one of the dogs. Yeah, black and white guy. Yeah, he's so friendly. Um, the the abiding memory I have of that day was when everything was fit- Yeah, we went out to a little island. We had a meal in the yeah. in, in the island, which is bonkers, it was just the weirdest meal I ever had and the most amazing meal I ever had and I remember the sun was coming down over the headlands in Paraty, and it was getting dusky and the lights started to turn on in the city and I remember me and the two guys from England, from Manchester that I met, I remember we were just happy tired and I wish yeah. I could repeat that feeling, we were just so happy tired and then I met you and you're like Okay, Ross, here's three beer tokens. We're gonna to drink some craft beer and we're gonna go and get even more drunk. I'm That's like, oh true. We God. went
0: to the craft beer place. Yeah. yeah. And
1: we were sitting there having a few pints and everything. It was it was great, crack. That was and amazing, you, man. What I remember is you did not want me to leave. You were saying to me, oh. You can work here. I don't give a shit. You're not leaving. And I'm like, Man, I have to, I have to. <laughs> you see, I, and I would have. If it was the beginning of my trip, I probably would have
0: Yeah for me it was always like it that you know with you for a few weeks at least yeah for for me it was always like that i, I was um because you know sometimes people say when you become um a business owner like yes a hotel or a hostel owner you yeah. kind of lose that feeling of you know uh, oh yeah. i don't want to meet everyone customers don't, don't yeah. get close
1: to your, your business
0: but man i never did like I, it was always my thing you know to just get yeah. in touch with people and they and sometimes i this great connection like I did with you. Like what we're doing now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it's it's great for me to be talking to you after, you know, two, three years. Nearly three years. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, the summer twenty eighteen. And um and know that you know you're well and and share all share all your stories, you know. Yeah. So for me basically this channel, uh the idea behind it is to simulate a conversation that we would have in a hostel, having a beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, and to
1: carry that across, yeah,
0: yeah, because you know, the, the times we're living now, man, that's the only way to do it, so yes, um, sure. So, um, yeah. I remember like when I
1: stayed at you, that um, the world cup was on, and there was the, the Argentinian guys were, were, were kind of manning the, the reception and the desk and stuff, like yeah. That. yeah. And what struck me also about Parachi was it was so different to anywhere else I was in Brazil, it was so clean. Mm-hmm. so quiet um there was just and, and the history is well yeah well is what really struck me i went on the walking tour and i don't know if i ever told you this i went to the square where they had every sunday evening they had the the the, the walking, walking church, tour starting yeah. at the church yeah and they were all standing around awkwardly and the girl said to me where are you from i'm like dublin no way! I lived there for four years, and then I hear someone across from me go, "You're from Dublin?" Yeah, I'm from Donegal, which is the northwest of, Ar- yeah, Donegal, of Ireland. Yeah. yeah. And there was a couple that that's actually stayed with you, Parig, um, and his. Uh, his oh, girlfriend. Parig! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we haven't actually got a chance to meet, but we're always saying, "Let's go." There. Go for a beer. They're but great. We always stay in touch. Yeah, they're we always stay in touch a lot, Parig. Yeah, yeah, they're brilliant.
0: And then, um, so, uh, and also, okay. Parig. One thing I don't want to forget to ask you is, um, okay, here in Brazil, the E-Dublin channel became a big thing, right? Became a big deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everyone's watching it, you know, Yeah. lots of views. And you, you're you in almost all, all the videos of trying <laughs> new stuff. Um, how, I mean... Can you tell us about that too? Like how was that how did that happen? Uh, the, the the food tasting but how it kept on happening. Yeah, I mean because um, obviously the, you did the first one and then it, it was was yeah. it was a huge and then the second one. Cuz I I, re- I remember reading in the comments section and everyone's yeah. going, "Oh, the ginger guy, the ginger guy, the ginger guy." Yeah. 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 So, yeah, um I guess it just
1: goes by reactions i i I think i think i think edu and ma maybe they just you know if if they they see someone is getting a good reaction in the comment section they try and really make you part of the team and say hey you know we need you um you're great let's be friends um let's let's build this thing you know and um i suppose it just went on the public's reaction i really i'd say they just fed off it's like wow all these comments, because I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't. Because all I know is I was just being myself and just, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, I know, I, I, know yeah. I know you're being yourself. Yeah. You know, people that are watching it for the first time. You're you met me. are <laughs> friends. People, people that are, that are watching yeah. it for the first time, I can see, yeah. like, how, how why they like you, because you're very charismatic, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and also the big ginger
1: face
0: as well you know <laughs> big big thing well i think the thing is that the i always say
1: to people that the food is like the side it's only part of the whole thing like you can't just go on there and they ask you questions and say oh how's the food And you say yeah it's good
0: yeah yeah
1: you you, you, you have to be a little bit expressive a little bit over the top Um, you have to let your personality come through in the medium of the food. You know, you're letting your personality come. It's like you're having a dinner with friends and someone might might like you or might want to ask you out on a date and you're yeah. like, oh, they're funny. And, but you just so happen to be eating food at the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the way I look at it. The, the, the food is just like, a, it's, it's a halfway point for, to expand your personality. But it's and, something
0: you enjoy doing, right? I do.
1: I do. Um, The, the, only, bad, the only bad side of it was... um. On my Instagram, I used to get people, like, like people from all over Brazil. <laughs> and they only ever mean good things. they only ever mean well. But they're sending me messages. And pictures of, like, what they're eating that day. <laughs> Oi, Huss. Uma churrasco para você, <laughs> Oi, hus, um, uh, Churrasco. Um feijoada. Oh, muito bom. Que legal okay enjoy (laughs) it's like it's like these people were like they're they're, they like it's but it's innocence you know there's nothing wrong it's it's cool it's great that they take the time to do it that was the only bad side I was looking through my inbox and i used to get like 50 pictures of fish (laughs) especially (laughs) on a sunday everyone's like oh it's sunday and uh, yeah that's the only downside but no people have been brilliant people have been brilliant and i I started to use my e-dublin platform and thankfully the guys um encouraged it and agreed to it to do some videos about irish history do stuff that i was kind of doing as a tour guide and talk about different like maybe people you didn't know were irish who were celebrities and stuff like that um i i I brought e-dublin around rush where i live my town and the brazilians loved it they were like wow Look at the color of the field. Look at the color of the water. Look at the people. Like, it's, you know, it's just, I wanted to get that more across than just, hello, this is Dublin. Yeah. Tourists. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very thankful for, for the guys to let me expand on it as well. And um, the, so the food was the beginning of that, yeah.
0: That's great, man. Uh, yeah, I just, you know. Yeah, it's, man, it's thank weird. you. Thank, thank you so much, man, for for giving me this, Half an hour of your time. Ah,
1: um, hey, I'll be watching YouTube in five minutes anyway. There's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously. No, I, come here. I'm sorry that it took a few days to get back to you. Just things. It's fine, been, man. Don't worry. Been, not, not, there, there that hasn't really been stressful, but there's just times during this lockdown where there's even some days, and I'm sure we've all had them, you don't even have, not even the motivation, some days you don't even have the confidence to yeah. message people back. You're just like, listen, my head is up my ass. I, yeah. I don't know what's happening. So there's just some days are, are are more difficult than others. Um, but I'm, I'm glad we got back and we got communicating. And I really, really, I, I want to try to help you as much as I can. I wish you all the best with this. this oh, challenge. man,
0: please. Great yeah.
1: idea. You're a natural.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's brilliant. I'm, I'm very happy. And, you know, doing this thing, it's also so people can can have that feeling of being away and traveling. Yeah. And traveling. Uh, yeah, uh, and that's, exchanging that's stories. I want, that's what I want to share with people. And yeah, man, that's that's all I have to say. Thank you very much. Um, no, problem problemas, amigo. Sin and, problemas. Uh, do you want to send a message to the yeah. people that you sure, know? Sure, abso-
1: absolutely. Um, please, thank you so much for all of your support. If you um, have never, you know, seen me on E-Dublin or talk to Ross, I'm sure Leo might leave something down I'll, I'll below. I'll put the links below, yeah. the yeah, links down below, yeah. Uh, E-Dublin, or as you guys would call it, E-Dublin. Ed and, <laughs> uh, and talk to Ross on Instagram. Um, I've taken a little bit of a break from Instagram for a moment, guys. So maybe some people watching this are like, oh my God, it's Ross, he's alive. Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm still alive. Everything's okay. If anybody needs me for anything crazy, just email me at talktorossinfo, all one word, at gmail.com.
0: Okay, cool. Brilliant, man. No worries. Thank you so much, Leo.
1: Gentlemen. Pleasure. Thank you. Uh,
0: Okay. (laughs)